Hey guys, it's Samantha, the Urban Homesteader. I hope you guys are doing great. Today is the 30th of August. It's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon and managed to find a few moments of freedom without my children pulling on me every second. It's beautiful weather. I think it is currently... I don't know, somewhere between 57 and 87 degrees. My weather app won't update for whatever reason. So my kids have been kicked outside to chase chickens, dig holes, whatever it is that they want to do. Um, I think I last saw them, they were moving the doghouse and climbing in and out like it was a fort. I don't know. Kids and their imaginations. At least they're having fun. They're outside. They're enjoying themselves. There's, it's a beautiful day. Um, here in just a little bit, I will be going out to the garden to do some weeding and getting the beds prepped for my fall garden, which I know I'm a little bit late here in South Carolina to get uh, planted, but it's supposed to be kind of a milder winter, so I think I have a little bit of extra space. I am trying to hold off on planting until at least the end of next week, as we're currently waiting for Hurricane Dorian and find out what exactly that lovely storm is planning to do. I'd hate to get out there and then everything flood and I lose everything. So I'm going to go pull weeds and pull old plants because I think my tomatoes have finally kicked the bucket. My zinnias look great. I have zinnia flowers out there taller than I am. Never had zinnias grow that tall. So they must really like their location this year. A um, couple other things. The other day I was trying to pressure can some chicken broth. It turned out to be the most beautiful gold color and it was positively delicious and my canner lid got stuck. Um, the locking mechanism wouldn't go up and it took me forever to figure out how to unlock it in a safe way. I have a much older uh, pressure canner. It was given to me. It works pretty good. I just had one day. It just didn't want to work. I think it's an old Miro. Um, it's Good old-fashioned weighted gauge. Did put a new seal on it, so or a new gasket on it, so it does seal very well. And sometimes it seals almost too well. When I finally did get it open, two of my three jars sealed. One of them did not seal, but due to, I'm not sure how, um, how everything actually did, I went ahead and stuck everything in the fridge with hopes to use it up within the next day or two. I'd hate to waste such beautiful chicken broth. Um, I am hoping to get the canner out again. I've got some vegetables that I need to do something with. and I'm not entirely sure what to do with eggplant. So I was going to see if there was some kind of recipe or another, like a soup that I could can up and send to work with my husband. But I'm going to look that up. I don't even know if it's safe to can uh, eggplant. That's one of the things that I will be checking on. Chickens are doing great. They're loving this cooler weather. Ducks are having a ball. And it's going to be a... I think the ducks are going to enjoy the storm next week. Plenty of water, plenty of rain. Um, they like to stand out in the sprinklers and try to catch the water in their mouth. Uh, been working on getting our pantry and our budgets done. I did all of my grocery shopping for September. Minus, you know, needing to get 
milk. We tend to go through a lot of milk, and I have a feeling that this next week we will go through even more milk. My husband can drink a gallon a day, and it really sucks because I want to buy our local dairy milk. Works out to about $5 a gallon. They have the best. Oh my gosh, their chocolate milk is amazing. But going through a gallon a day of that really cuts our our budget. So I've been buying, you know, the cheap milk from the store. My husband doesn't care one way or the other. So aside from milk, I don't think I need anything from the store. I did run through my tortillas a lot faster than I had anticipated. Um, I hated that. I sorely miscalculated how many tortillas I needed. We love tortillas. So I think I'm going to try my hand at making some. I'll have to let y'all know how that goes. Yesterday was mine and my husband's 11th wedding anniversary. It's been an interesting ride. First couple years were rather hard and we made it through that and became parents and things are great. I decided to make him a pecan pie. My previous attempts at pecan pie have all been flops, so I was rather courageous in trying again. It's kind of like my rice. I, I just can't master it very well. I struggle with it, but I did make the pecan pie, and as I'm making it, I decided to make a double batch, and I discovered that I didn't have quite enough of corn syrup for so I topped off the corn syrup with some of the maple syrup I picked up in Asheville back in April. And then I substituted the vanilla for a little bit of bourbon. Y'all, let me tell you, that pecan pie turned out perfect. I didn't burn it. I didn't undercook it. It had an amazing flavor. I'm going to have to write that recipe down. If, um, if I do, I'll share it to my Facebook page so... Y'all can have it as well. Turned out great. My husband was very pleased when he got home at 11 o'clock last night and decided that was going to be his supper. I think he had it for breakfast this morning too because I found an extra plate in the, uh, the sink when I got up. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about gardening where you're at. Uh, being an urban homesteader, and I know there's a lot of us out there, there's not a whole lot of space and trying to get as much into a tiny space as you can can be tricky at best. Um, I have a, just under an acre, my husband and I, when we bought our house. We're hoping for more, but we were blessed with what we've got. And for living in town, that's a pretty big yard. Um, we are looking into purchasing the property behind us and to the side of us. They're both just under an acre too. So if we manage to snag those, we'll have about three and a half acres, maybe, <laughs> hopefully. Um, we're working on that. Finances are a little tight, but you know, it, it is what it is. So currently with our one acre, we've got a lot going on. Um, I know some people have less, some people have more. Um, I think the common amount of property for an urban homestead is about a quarter acre, which isn't much, isn't much at all. I think total that's about how much my actual homesteading takes up on our property. So I can share a little bit with you. Um, 
Let's, let's start with the garden. You can have a garden whether you're in an apartment or if you have property. You just have to be smart about how you do it. Um, if you're uh, homesteading in an apartment, look into flower pots. If you've, got, if you've got a balcony, look into flower pots. You can get some really nice setups or build some setups. And you can produce quite a bit right there on your balcony. Um, now, it helps if you're kind of in the southern facing direction for some vegetables. However, in the summertime in the south, if you're facing north, it's a great place or great direction for growing, you know, lettuce. Everybody else kind of likes the direct sun and the heat. Um, definitely look into flower pots. Vertical gardening. Vertical gardening is great. Um, if you can get, I don't know, best kind of thing. So I saw a thing on Pinterest and it was really cool. Someone had taken their balcony and it had the little bars um, around it to, you know, to keep people from falling off, but it had the little metal bars. And they took those, um, not zip ties, but the uh, hose clamps. They took the hose clamps and they clamped mason jars to it. I don't know if I would necessarily hang mason jars over the, you know, over the top over the side of the balcony just because I'd be afraid of one slipping and shattering and then having to go clean that up. But you could also, you know, do other things. Get some plastic flower pots, zip tie them, drill some holes. But plant your plant your plants up on either side of the balcony. And then if you wanted to, you could do like my sister-in-law did. And she found a pallet and she screwed some uh, flower pots to it. And planted her herbs in it and leaned it against the wall. It was really pretty because she had painted it kind of a, a dusty, distressed looking blue. I would love to do that. Honestly, I need to go get a palette. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in this mood to paint everything rainbow though. And it might drive my husband nuts. Um, so the next thing is, you know, if, if you're on a property... Take a walk around it and find out what your microclimates are. I've found that different parts of my property do well with different things. Where my garden is, I have one corner of my garden that is spectacular for growing the cooler weathers like lettuce and, and kale and stuff because it stays shadier most of the day. And then the other half of the garden gets a great amount of sunshine and a lot of my plants love it. So fi find out what you got and work with it. Plant accordingly. You'd be amazed at the microclimates just on your little property. Now, as far as maximizing output for your garden, there's my favorite way of doing it, and it's the square foot gardening. There's a book about it. I would suggest, you know, if you don't want to go ahead and buy it yet, just go ahead and check it out from the library and give it a good read. It is fascinating. It is the way I personally plant my garden. And this year I've had an amazing amount of groceries come out of my yard. Um, it, it, it's a good option for small areas because you can fit a lot of food in a very small area. There's also every, uh, every, there's also several other books that you can uh, look into. I have a couple of them. Um, several books that 
I would recommend. I own several of them. I've flipped through some of them, and I've heard reviews from people that I care dearly for. And y'all, excuse me if you hear my kids hollering. They have no filter, and I thought they were outside, but they've decided to come back in. So, as I recommended earlier, look into Square Foot Gardening. It's a great book on showing you how to maximize your planting. There's also an app. I found an app. Oh, maybe it's not an app. It might have been a website. I think it was a website. I don't remember what it is because I'm not at my computer. Just Google Square Foot Gardening Plans, and it should bring you to a website where you can make um, mock gardens. You can tell them what you want and how many feet or whatever, and it'll it'll tell you how many plants to put per area. It, it was really, really cool. Um, a book that was recently given to me, and I'm really excited, it's more kind of a, it's like a workbook almost, as well as an information book, and it's called The Backyard Homestead. My friend Karina bought it for me, and it's one I have been eyeballing and eyeballing for months I just hadn't had a chance to buy it, so she did. Y'all, that book is insightful. It gives you um, things you need to do season by season to get your homestead prepared for the following season. And if and if you're really tight for space, there's a book called Vertical Gardening. Um, you can find it on Kindle. You can find it in the bookstores. Check it out. Um, a book that I'm looking at next getting is called The Suburban Micro Farm. That one looked very interesting as well as Backyard Bounty. I'm all for raising and growing as much as I can in my own yard. We have chickens. Currently, I think I have 24 chickens and 6 ducks. And I'm hoping this weekend will be Camp Freezer. Where we will be um, taking care of 5 chicken or 5 roosters and 2 drakes and getting them in the freezer. I have to check the freezer first to make sure I have space, but otherwise I may be making a lot of chicken soup. Um, you can arrange your homestead or your farm or your whatever you're doing in such a way that it maximizes. Um, if you're limited on space, you can always do a chicken run that runs around your garden. Then your chickens can kind of help you out with keeping out the nasty bugs and the critters and you can toss some scraps as you're going through your through your garden. Um, that's an option. Rabbits don't take up much space so if you wanted to get rabbits you could build a rabbit hutch. If you built a double decker rabbit hutch, a double decker rabbit hutch, you could have multiple rabbits for both meat and fur depending on you know the breeds that you pick. Quail don't take up much space either. You could also build them a hutch and raise several quail. I know in our area, quail eggs go pretty well. I am hoping to get quail next. I think they're kind of fun. I'm looking at some cortunics. Hold on, y'all. My microphone just fell. Where did it go? There it is. I want to look at cortunics. They're a larger, um, a larger quail, a larger bird, so it might not take as many to feed us. I have some great recipes for that, by the way, and I'll share that on another podcast. Um, not sure about rabbit. I had one recently. I was very disappointed with it. So I'll, 
have to see if I can find some better recipes for that. Um, but yes, if you're looking at maximizing your state space, check, check out these books, look into them, see what they have to say and see what applies to you. You can do just about anything in whatever space you have. You just have to be smart about it. If you wanted to raise a meat rabbit or a quail in your apartment, say you only have the balcony, like I said, as long as, I mean, well, you definitely need to make sure your apartment allows pets first or any, and, and if you're renting, you know, check for pets. I'd hate for you to get in trouble for having a pet in, in a place that you're not supposed to. But if you can have a pet, bring your rab- raise your rabbits and quail inside. They're quiet. They're not going to cause a lot of commotion. You could raise them and no one would ever know that you had them. Whereas chickens and ducks are so loud. Um, gotta, gotta be quiet. Especially in some areas. Now, if your home is in a homeowner's association, you know, they have strict rules about what you can and cannot do. There are some things, I found them online, on planting your front yard with beautiful edibles. Plant things that aren't, you know, noticeably food. Uh, for instance, you could plant a yard full of hostas and plant um, lavender and chamomile flowers and, you know, really do it up, make it pretty. You could plant garlic in the front yard. Those big, beautiful uh, flowers that they produce are gorgeous. You could plant all kinds of delicious things in your front yard and your homeowners association would never know. And they may not even care. As long as they're, you know, pretty and you keep it well kept. Um, I know yards in homeowners associations can be very tight and very small. So use the space that you have. Go vertical where you can. If you need a greenhouse, I suggest, um, if if you don't have room for a permanent greenhouse structure or your homeowners association won't let you have a permanent greenhouse structure, Look into a hoop house. I use hoop houses every spring. I just use some plastic that I picked up and some old concrete thingies that were left on the property when we moved here. And just make yourself a hoop house over the beds that you want to protect in the backyard of your homeowners association home. Um, Generally, HOAs aren't quite as picky about your backyard as long as it's not visible from the front. Now, you might live in an association that's a little different, but I have no clue. I've never lived in a homeowner's association. I live in small-town America, and I have, you know, the ability to do a lot of things. But um, also check with town ordinances, because I know they have rules that go further than your homeowner's association. You never know which one's going to be more strict. So check with those before you, you know, do anything. Get any permits that you need. Um, I'd hate for you to break the law. So definitely research before you do anything. But take take that space, whatever space you have. If you've got more space, spread out, enjoy it. Or if you, or if you want to just maximize it, do like little space people do. Go vertical, maximize your output, check out the square foot gardening. It's a great option 
for small people. Not small people, but, you know, small operations. Um, yeah, th- those are some great ideas. And I hope that you found them useful or you find them useful. And I will talk to you guys at the next podcast. Hope you guys are having a lovely day.